And we're back with um, another episode of Divine Discussions. Okay, Lily, with your t-shirt. I didn't buy that one though. Um, Divine Discussions, episode 13, Mental Health Matters. <laughs> and again, um, if you are coming in, please like and hit the share button. Um, <laughs> do, let me see. Uh, Abby, want to pray us in? Yes, I can. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for one more day, Lord God. We thank you that we have breath in our bodies. We thank you that we have the activity of our limbs. We ask you to bless us as we discuss this topic, which is a great one. We ask that somebody be blessed by the words that we say, Lord God. We ask that anybody come in that may have any questions and they get the answers that they are looking for. We ask that if anybody is sick in their body, that you touch, heal, and deliver from the top of your head all the way to the bottom of your feet. And we ask that this have a positive outcome. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So Lindsay has been gone because she has had a whole baby. Uh, <laughs> but now she's back. Uh, baby RJ is here now. Um, so again, the topic for this week is mental health matters. And Najoe, you want to invite your guests on or introduce them? I was going to say she's already here. So, you know. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, she's she's always today. in the chat. So <laughs> we have right. Yes, this is one of our most active um, viewers. And yeah, she's a guest today, Miss Karina, aka Queen Towers. <laughs> Say hey, girl. Hey, it took me long. I was trying to get the mic together. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Definitely. All right, so we're going to jump just right into the topic. Because um, I know, you know, she wants to eat and everything and so do all the, the rest of us. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> first question, pretty basic. Uh, why is mental health so important? Why is mental health so important? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, for me, it's like super simple. Um, you know, your mental health. It's um, your psychological and your emotional well-being, um, how you think, act, feel, and um, it all comes from the mind. So if your mind not okay, then you're not going to be okay. So if, you know, your um, your physical health is off, your mental health is off, um, your spiritual health will be off if your mind is not working. So when it comes to mental health, it is super important to make sure that it's intact or if it's not intact it's super important to make sure that you're talking to somebody to get it intact and as a um believer look at me i'm going fast already trying to but um but as a believer you, better go ahead. you know what go ahead because i'm answering all the other questions i'm a little bit excited so go ahead Abby. but mental health is super important make sure your man don't point because if the man ain't on point Everything is off. Get the mind on point. Go ahead. Anybody else? Well, I don't know why Queen stopped, but um, I would definitely have to agree. Um, it's so important because of everything she said. Um, I guess this would be considered jumping ahead as well. Um, but as the what do we say? The the older generation says, once the devil has your mind, he has you. And that says a lot. 
Um, and that's not to say everything you go through is from the enemy. But I say that statement to say the mind is a very powerful thing. Um, and where you are mentally can dictate where you go in a lot of different avenues. So that's why I started with that statement. So once something has captivated you mentally, it could, um, it could depend where you go in other avenues can depend. It depends on where you are mentally pretty much is what I'm saying. Um, it's very important for all the things that queen has, uh, mentioned and, um, I'm going to stop there uh, because I don't know necessarily where we're going next, but it is very important. Um, okay. We have visitors <laughs> where your mind goes. It, it's, it's very important. So it, it's just, yeah. Yep. Um, My legs feel spoiled. <laughs> I would say mental health is important. Um, a big part of that is for your physical health. Um, I tell people all the time, like your thoughts affect your body. So if you, I don't know, have something coming up and you're just stressing and your stress levels are through the roof, like you can literally get sick, literally raise your blood pressure. And if not, I mean, like we can spiral out of control in any direction. So um, your physical health can be greatly affected if your mental health is off. Anybody else? I think it's so critical. Not every kid wants to be with me right now. Um, your mental health is like the engine of a car. And if you don't service your engine, then your car's not going to move. Like, you don't get no oil change. You're in, you ever be driving? Well, I don't know if it ever happened to you. Told my mama to get an oil change. So one time I take her car, that jank lock up on the interstate. Y'all talking about somebody scared. You pressing the gas and it don't move. Like, you flooring it and the car don't move. Your brain is just, your mental state is just as important as that. If you don't feed it or you don't prune it or if you don't work on it, you can be trying to do everything you want to do, but you're not going to go. Um, it's so crucial. Um, it's the, the nucleus of this whole this whole thing. Like it, It's just so important. Um, and that's all I can think about. It's just, it is just like the engine of a car. You have to service it. You have to pay attention to it. You have to change the oil. You have to change the filters, no matter how much dirty oil you put in there. Sometimes you got to change stuff. Sometimes you got to flush the whole engine out. And that's just like our mental. Sometimes we have to isolate ourselves. Sometimes we have to pour into ourselves. And sometimes we have to feed ourselves. Sometimes we have to isolate ourselves from individuals so that we can get right. Um, and that's just how critical um, your mental state is. And that's why it's so important um, because it is who we are, how we operate and what we do. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm gonna move on to the next uh, question. So the next question that I have or that we had was, uh, do you feel that the black community, do you feel that the black community neglects to deal with mental health uh, compared to other races? Um, for me, I definitely say yes, especially I feel within black men, they definitely um, neglect certain things because as a man or whatever like that, you're always taught to conceal your feelings or, you know, don't cry, be a man, be hard or be tough. Um, so I definitely feel that in a black community in general, uh, we neglect to deal with certain issues about our mental health. I would, yes, <laughs> I would say most definitely. Um, sometimes in the black community, it's almost like a joke. Like you come to your parents, oh, mama, I'm depressed. Well, you better go to press them dishes. Like 
know like I'm real life got a problem you know what I'm saying so I don't know like where that started per se but it's just pretty much ignored like just figure it out or just deal with it or whatever and then you have these different events happen because the child or whoever doesn't know how to deal with what's going on in their mind and sometimes they deal with it in a harsh manner um and I, I don't know why that is but it definitely is neglected it's not something that's focused on at all it's just if you got a problem you just keep it to yourself and people don't really know how to handle it um and I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but in this day and time, um, it's becoming a little more, I guess, popular or accepted to get a therapist. Whereas before you talk about a therapist, oh, you, you must be crazy or, you know, again, like a joke. So, I mean, I'm glad for that aspect um, of this day and time, but in general, it's still not widely like viewed as something else we talk about in the black community. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Um, coming up in a, you know, a black household, safe household, our intake was kind of different. Like we were so for therapy, but um, as far as like friends and other people in the church, we were so used to hearing, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this house, or pray about it, or like the Joe said about washing dishes, like you better go depress them dishes, like. They don't even make sense, but okay. But um, <laughs> it's definitely ignored in our community. And it's not all on us. I feel like we lack the proper resources, if that makes sense. Um, like in my neighborhood, I can't think of not one mental health facility, you know, in the black community. But once I go, you know, about 30 miles, 40 miles out, I see like two or three in a white people neighborhood and it's like, I'm not going to drive way out here to, you know, talk about my problems. So that's another reason why we neglected in our community because ain't nobody going to spend gas money and then I got to pay for the sessions. And then, so it goes, you know, both ways. It's not all on us. I give us that. But um, definitely growing up in the black community, it's always, you know, if you go talk to somebody, you crazy or you got to take medication. And it's not all that. Um, look at me. I keep I keep going on to a different topic. But um, I feel as though it's definitely neglected and the stigma definitely needs to change because it's too much going on in our community alone. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely neglected compared to other races. I would say even if you look at it, like look at a Caucasian family and as us as black people, we'll look at them and say, oh, your child is talking back to you or. Um, but one thing that I will say is that they more so listen to their children or allow their children to have dialect or express their feelings versus um, our community, where if we do that, we're considered being disrespectful or, you know, whatever like that. So I, I would definitely say yeah <laughs> we do neglect it uh, anybody else um absolutely and yes 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 to everything that has been said thus far uh, i think i think part of this comes from the church um regardless of what you believe in your nationality your denomination whatever it is black people as a whole believe in the lord they believe in jesus um and because of that 
uh, that might come from slavery days, honestly. Like if they don't have no hope, they know they have a hope in the Lord that He's going to bring them through. And and as Black people, we come from slavery. And being that we associate the Lord with the church, um, that's where I believe that comes from. I think. I, I want to say it was Taraji P. Henson because she does this thing with uh, mental health now and she's actually open with her struggles. And it's like, as a black family, we just know, pray, pray, pray. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I think that goes back to our roots of knowing that Jesus can carry you through. He can do this for you. He can do that for you. So when they say, girl, what you talking about? Go depress them dishes. I don't think that our our parents or whoever it may be that's saying these things to our community, I don't think they're looking at it as in I'm neglecting my child or I'm not allowing my child to have a voice, but that's what they know because that's where our roots are from. Does that make sense? Because we come from that God can carry you through, which he can, it's that's, that's what we know. And that's not to say anybody who is listening, I'm not saying that any other races don't know the Lord, um, that they don't believe in Jesus, that they don't go to church, but for the black community, that's where our hope has always lied in when they're picking cotton, when they're doing this, where they're getting hung, when they're getting beaten by another race, their hope is only in God. So because we've came so far and we're here now in 2021, decades later, it's like we still hold on to that hope in Jesus. It don't matter what you believe in. It don't matter what you are. It's like, well, I know the Lord laid his hands on me. It don't matter who you are. If you black, it don't matter what you're doing. If you were in a club last night and you go to church on Sunday, you know, they won't go to church because we know church It's in us. So it's like when it comes to these issues, it's that that parent or that grandparent or whoever it is, it's like, girl, what? Go sweep that floor because the foundation is Christ. And I think that's where that comes from. And I hope this makes sense, but that's where I think it comes from. So I think it's not, it's not looked at properly in our community because of these things. Do I think it's okay? Absolutely not. Do I think it needs to be talked about it? Yes. And we'll probably get to that. Um, but yeah, um, but I think that's where it comes from. And I, that's why I think why that balance between other races versus the black community and the other communities is so off when it comes to mental health, because we're so used to that. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And yeah, we know Jesus, but I also got this problem. So I think that's where that comes from. I agree. I also think it's a lack of informational awareness, though. Um, like, like you said, I don't think people think. Um, sorry, the kids' tablet sugar in the background. I don't think it's like people think that they wake up in the morning and say, "I'm neglecting my kids," but because of like Albany said, there's been a foundational thing from generation to generation that people almost like. It's a shame that people don't pay attention to it until it's too late. Like they see little Bobby out here struggling year after year they see him making these decisions and, and people always judge you know as a parent people always got I never realized that it's the people who ain't never been married and the people who ain't got no kids who always got an opinion on how you raise your kids and how you operate in your marriage like it blows my mind um and that's exactly how people are people are like I would never do this with my kids you know you let your kids talk to you like that or you let your kids do this but you they don't have the information like kids respond everything is um everything is always a, a reaction does it make sense like if your kid does something it's a reaction I'm not saying that discipline is not important but we come from a community where you just beat your kids and then they be quiet I'm like no that stems from slavery they beat you to be quiet so they could take your power so you knew 
So they think that we should just beat our kids and they shouldn't say anything. Um, but I think that it's a lack of information. It's like, like Queen said, it's no resources. There are no resources to educate our Black families on this is why these kids are doing this or this is why this person is operating like this. It's like, if you don't know, how can you treat something that you don't know? Like you can go to the doctor all day and say, I have this pain, but you have a pain for anything. And I think that not so much that black people, like they laugh. I think for years they did laugh, but I can't say that all people, all black families or minorities or diverse. Um, Cause in my master's program right now, I'm writing a lot of papers on low socioeconomic areas and the lack of resources that we have. Um, we're struggling in the black community. We struggle with so many different things that our counterparts don't struggle with. Like they don't have to worry about sometimes they don't have to worry about food being on the table. They don't have to worry about coming home and they ain't got no lights and no water. So we come from a people who always are told that we have to be strong. And there's a weakness in saying that I'm not okay. So I think that if we could provide them with the resources to meet the need, I don't think it would be saying that it would be neglected as much. Like getting those people, like Albany said that in the church, we know Jesus. So of course we're gonna tell your baby, that's the bridge that brought me over because that's what we know. Um, but if we could get people like Queen who get these degrees and they come and bring these resources to our churches um, and to our people, which we don't have these resources at our fingertips, therapy ain't cheap. You get them five free sessions with your, um, you know, with your uh, health care. But after that, therapy is not a cheap thing. So I think it's all about the lack of supplying the, the lack um, of these knowledgeable resources. A lot of time our parents don't know can't fix what you don't know. And if we can get those resources to these people, sometimes it may take the wool off their eyes and they may be like, oh, wow, I can see what you're saying. You know, I've just known this to be this for years and years and years. Um, but if we could get the information out to them, because sometimes they don't know, they just know what they know, like we say, you know. Yeah, um, one of the most important things that you said is is it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's um, a very important thing um, and something that we sometimes lack. Like, you know, it's it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, but I'm gonna keep praying. I'm gonna keep fasting. I'm gonna keep, you know, keep my faith until it is okay. Um, anybody else wanted to comment on that question? All right. So I had this question here. Um, why does it seem that people are quick to associate everything with a mental health issue instead of dealing with the root of the problem? Um, <clears throat> and as Najol was saying, I believe earlier that um, mental health seems to be very popular now to where, you know, I guess almost some simple things are just considered, oh, I have a mental health issue. You just a little depressed right now, you know, you, you're, you'll be okay. But um, I think that some things, there's a route to everything. There's maybe a route to that mental issue. So yes, this young woman may be, may be depressed or she may have issues with her body or issues with certain things because she was maybe molested at a, at a young age. So why is it that we just associate everything with mental health instead of actually dealing with the root of of what certain problems are. And that's a tough one. It's 
easy to blame people for your problems. It's easy to, um, it's harder to do the work, I feel like. And I feel like a lot of times, mental health is popular right now. Um, and people be blowing, not being funny, y'all. They go blow up buildings and then they say, I'm mentally insane, or they declare that they're mentally insane as a cop out or an excuse. So people use that nowadays, I feel like, as a crutch. But sometimes it is work that we have to do. That's not to say, that's not to limit or to say that you don't have a mental health issue or you don't have a mental I'm not really versed or educated on, like, you know, like the different mental health. I don't even know the word I want to use, like bipolar, schizophrenia, you know, different things. That's not to say that you don't have a condition, um, but a lot of times you can use it as a crutch. Like myself, I could say, I have three kids and I'm tired, um, but I also could be lazy. Like I may just need somebody to be like, all right, sis, it's time for you to get up. You know, you're just lazy. Now I'm not, I don't want nobody to think I'm calling people with mental health issues lazy. I'm not saying it. I'm just using that example for myself that sometimes we can use these things as a crutch and we use them as a crutch because we don't want to do the work. Sometimes people say it's harder to go to therapy and to talk about these things than to just suppress them and keep living your life because it hurts to pull the bandaid off of a wound that's not ready, that's not healed. Because when you're ripping that up, you're ripping up flesh and you're ripping up skin. And I'm not trying to be detailed, but like I had all these IVs when I went back in the hospital a second time. I really like a crackhead over here with all these bruises and ripping off those band-aids and stuff. It's easy to leave the tape up there because you don't feel no pain. But a lot of times it's easier for us to um, result and to say that I I'm using this issue as a crutch because I don't want to open that wound. I don't want to have to tend to, you know, peel in the scab, burn victims. They have to peel that layer of skin off every time it scabs for it to heal. And I think that that's a lot of times what happens with mental health issues. It's easy to just keep walking. I mean, that thing that you're running away from is just going to catch up with you that much faster. But it's easier to act like you have it together than to unpack that luggage. It's a lot of work to go to therapy and to say, hey, I have this issue. This is me. These are my, you know, what I'm trying to work on. I think it's easier for people to say that, um, use it as a crutch than to do the work. Yeah. I explained it. Anybody else? I just, um, I think I'm having a hard time with the question, to be honest. Um, I think I look at it in a reverse way, if that makes sense. Because maybe I need you to explain a little bit more. Because um, I, I reread it and I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it. It was pretty much exactly what Lindsay was saying. We're, we're okay. quick to um, put everything off on a mental health issue. Like she said, they're very male, they very well um, may be a mental health issue, but we're quick to um, just get uh, a mental health issue stamped on us instead of really dealing with the root of the problem. Okay, because see, I didn't take what she said like that. I took what she said as using that as like a crutch almost. So I, I think I'm just having a hard time with the question um, because I, I would look at this question more like for like a doctor or anything like that. Um, look at <laughs> but uh, um, and what I mean by that is like I feel like in the days that we're in, they're so quick to give somebody medication instead of actually say, well, let's try this first and let's try that first, like therapy. Um, they're so quick to be like, oh, let me put you, prime example, I have um, a lot of stomach issues. Um, 
a lot, a lot of the people that are close to me know I have a lot of gastro issues. And one of the doctors has recently said to me, oh, well, let's try you on an antidepressant. And he said to me, I'm being very transparent about this. He said to me, well, um, because he, he doesn't know what to do, um, know what else to do, I guess. This is what I'm getting from it. Um, that he wanted to try that. And I've heard this before for other different type of issues where it may make sense. Um, but the way I look at it is the antidepressant will work on me mentally. That way, when I get a, a, a bad pain um, in my gastro area, my stomach area, it will change the way I respond bodily to the pain. This is I'm bringing this up because I'm like, well, instead of you doing more research or trying to do something else in the gastro area, you're so quick to be like, well, let's just try this. So you respond to your pain that you get differently instead of doing the research and saying, well, let's try this. Okay. We try that. Let's try this. There's something else. Let's try that. You're just so you're like, you want to do this. And he mentioned this before actually saying this again, but I was the one who was like, no, let's try this procedure. <laughs> and then we'll try something else after that. And then maybe I'll consider that. So that's what I mean by that. I feel like if somebody goes through a lot mentally, they're so quick to be like, oh, well, let's put you in this medication instead of saying, well, let's try you in therapy and let's talk about this thing and see what the root of the problem is. That's how I kind of took this question. So I didn't know if I was like struggling with the question no, or well, not. That, no, that's that's what I meant. Maybe I. OK, it. <laughs> no, no. OK, that's why I get it. And that's apps in that. And I definitely get what Lindsay is saying as well. Um, maybe they go together. But that's how I feel the world has became. And doctors this is what they get paid to do. I mean, sometimes I get upset. I'm like, you paid to do this, bro. Like what you mean? But they stay busy if we keep going back to them. So they're just so quick to be like, put her on this medication, put him on this medication. Instead of saying, well, how about, how do you feel about talking to somebody? I mean, what's wrong? What's the harm in talking? You say two words a day. You said four the next day. That's two more words than what you said last time. Progress is progress. So that's how I take that question. Uh, I don't know why they're so quick, but this is an industry. Just like somebody sells sneakers, they're a doctor. It's money in it for them too. So you have to think about that. Um, I'm not a parent, so but I, I think parents, if they have like children that are on like, I know, I feel like they always say kids have, what is ADHD when they're young and stuff like that. Exactly. Make sure they really have that, okay? Make sure they really have that. Pay attention to your kids. That is something I always say, and I'm rambling, but I'm serious. We all grow up in church. It don't matter what type of church you grow up in. There's children around you. If you think that they're often quiet or something changes in the way that they're acting or something traumatically happened with somebody that you know, check in on them every now and then. It does not hurt to send a text message. It does not hurt to say, hey, Bobby, you want a candy bar after church or something like that? Check in with the people. And when I see uh, here, I'm, I'm, I am people who Lindsay just talked about. I am that one that will say something. Don't, I don't, don't know what your marriage is like, but I will be like, okay, sis, like what, what's going on with that? Can you ask can you? I don't have a kid, but I'm about to tell you about your kid. I, I don't, I don't understand that though. You have a five-year-old that you don't pay attention to. I don't get that. You don't pay attention to how they act. You don't pay attention to what their likes or their dislikes are. They draw, but you don't know that they can draw. You don't, you push them in the way that they should. I don't get stuff like that. And I'm bringing it up to say, pay attention because me mental health is very serious. You don't know what they're going through. There are so many different things they learn these days. I'm like, what is, what is that? They got phones <laughs> at early ages now. I had a flip phone. I didn't get that till I was in high school. You don't know what they're seeing on social media. 
cops are killing young girls and and they could be seeing that it could i mean it's just so much that goes on so when they are doctors are just like oh well they have adhd they have this they have that make sure your child really has that don't just take one opinion so that's kind of how i take the question they don't want to get to the root sometimes they don't want to get to the root of the problem they want to keep giving them medicine they want to keep doing this they want to keep doing that yeah because that's so. beneficial for them exactly Anybody so else? that's how i took the question <laughs> yeah um it's not even just, I guess, a medical doctor or whatever. It could be the person themselves because whatever they've been doing to cover up this problem, suppress this problem, it hurts too much to really get to the the root of whatever the problem is. Um, and they just cannot handle what would happen as a result when really somewhere down the line, you're setting yourself free of that, however long you've been in them shackles of whatever the issue is that you had. Um, so, yeah, it is easier, like Lindsay was saying, just to blanket and say, oh, this is a problem. That's a problem. Let's give this quick solution um, to fix it instead of actually saying like, no, this is a problem. This is how you solve it. This is how you don't go back to that problem again. Um, I just think sometimes it's just uh, building up that strength to be able to say, OK, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to carry this weight anymore. I want to let this go. And be free forever and I, it can be difficult because that's kind of what we're taught in the world like master pain move on there's another day you'll get over it that's people's favorite line for anything so i just think it's about the same compassion right so um so I have like an example. I'm, I was like, Abby, it took me a minute to like understand the question. I couldn't comprehend it for some reason. I was like, what? But um, <laughs> so I had a friend not too long ago. This one, I, you know, just started out in my career or whatever. And she would come to me like, I think I got OCD. I got OCD, something like that. And I'm like, okay, why do you think you have OCD? She was like, because every time, you know, I have to double check to make sure my things are in place and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so when did this start happening? Yeah, she had a new boyfriend. I was like, when did this start happening? She was like, around like July or something. Okay. She got with her boyfriend in June. Okay, makes sense. You know, and I kept asking her question. She was like, no, I have OCD. I think I need to get help or whatever. And then as I got to ask her questions or whatever, she was like, yeah, my boyfriend, he was in jail for stealing. I was like, ah, you ain't got no OCD. You got trust issues. Your boyfriend a thief. Like, no, there is nothing mentally wrong with you, boo-boo. You need to get rid of that boyfriend. That's why you're double checking everything and trying to make sure, you know, everything in tech every time he at your house. Like, you're not crazy. You have trust issues. You have a boyfriend that's an ex-convict. Like, you know, so I think we use, you know, mental illness as an excuse, like everybody said. And again, a lot of people, it's a lack of awareness. We don't even know what some of this stuff means. We just like to say it. Because I, I was like, what do OCD mean? I don't know. I just keep checking for stuff. Like, girl, girl. <laughs> yeah, like. You're not mentally unstable. You just got to get rid of the boyfriend. And I hope my friend ain't watching this now, but they don't know who you is if you are. But I just, you know, I was like, okay, that's what this question asks. And so let me just say this story. Like, I feel like a lot of people 
use mental illness as an excuse to cover it up, just like y'all said. But and then it's a trend now, too. If y'all notice on social media, like a lot of girls be like, I'm crazy, or I got a different personality, or you know, seeing things of that sort. And it's like, no, you're not crazy, you just want attention, boo. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. So I feel like it's a lack of awareness and just people they just don't know they just don't know so <laughs> they ain't got no real friends like queen <laughs> okay yeah i did want to comment on i saw we had a, a comment but that was basically what i'm saying about people and having kids i don't understand that like how do you not know your kid and i don't especially when they're in their younger like years like it's just I, like Ayana was saying earlier, I mean, it's not like I know what it is to be Caucasian or Asian or anything like that, but it just like, it seems like our communities, like even in the store, y'all know, first of all, in the black community, everybody swears, Joel has said this in one of our other episodes when we did the business one, they swear they friends because we're all black. They be like, girl, I'm about to get these because what you about to get? And you are who? Like, it's just, that's how they are. I was in Bath and Body where she was like, girl, these $3, these about to be gifts. I'm like... Like, you know, that's just how we all are in our community. But it's like, you'll see kids in the store, kids just ram. I'm like, where is your mom? Like, what are you doing? Like, and it's just like, dude, why don't we, why are we not paying attention to the kids? If don't just let doctors just give them this and give them that. If they're struggling, find out why. Do you feel okay? Are you feeling like, because clearly we've seen in these couple of minutes that Lindsay Lay feels as though Lindsay's paying too much attention to RJ. So she feels like she about to come over there, Lay, and just like, mommy, I want this, mommy, I want that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like we they don't pay attention sometimes. Just piggybacking off of what she said, that that is 100% true. We are quick to even diagnose ourselves. The first thing, the little bit of pain we have in our trust, we going on Google looking You'll at know I'll say it in a minute. Yes. Looking at Wave ND thinking we got cancer because we had a little bit. That'd be me. That'd be me. I'd be like, is this? Did <laughs> y'all be like, girl, go sit down? Just letting the devil use us. Jesus. Um, so the next question. <laughs> The next question is, uh, why do you think that mental health is shied away from in the church? Um, why do you think mental health is shied away from in the church? Because of what I said earlier, to be quite honest. That's my thing. It's just we're so... (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Oh, Lord. All right. (laughs) Please, y'all know, y'all know... God can do anything but fail. And I I solely believe that in my heart, okay? So what I'm about to say and anything that I'm going to say from hereafter and before is I'm not saying that he cannot heal and deliver. All right, now that I got that out of the way. Sometimes as Holy Ghost filled believers, we feel as though we should not go through things. We feel as though you should not be depressed. You should not be in a state where you feel like you've lost your mind because you've been found by the Lord. (sighs) Again, it goes back to us having the whole, (laughs) yes, Tim, I'm trying to be careful. You know, I'm trying, but I just, this is how we are raised. And I've even heard, 
it said that a saint should never be depressed. And I'm look, you heard it too. I heard, I read your lips. You heard it too. And for me, I'm just like, <laughs> let me just say it this way. The Bible is there for your reference. Pretty much everything we go through, there is a scripture in that book. Well, I'm pointing at my iPad, but Lord, you know, because I got I got the real thing too. Everything we go through, there's a reference in there for to be able to pull you through it. Okay. So that means when you are depressed, you can pull out something out of there to help you to continue to go forward while you are in your state of depression. Okay. So when I hear things like that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it, but I, I understand why you're saying that because we have Christ living in us, but Jesus wept. One thing I always say is that since birth, crying is a sign that you are alive. When a mother bears a child and she's reached her nine months and the child comes out and it's not crying automatically, you think something's wrong with the baby. And it's funny to me how, Medical science, well, not medical science, but us humans, we have reversed it and we make people feel like because they're crying, it's a weakness. It amazes me how we think that. But when you're born, if you're not crying, we think something's wrong with you. And that's even the bomb. I even watch movies. They'd be like, my baby's crying. My baby's not crying. What's wrong with her? You know, they'll be like so hysterical because they don't hear the baby crying. But now that we're adults, we feel like because we can't cry because that shows weakness. Man, a man can't cry because he's not a man. I'd be like, mm, he look good. You know, so what? And it goes down to the church and what we believe in the traditions and what we have been taught because we know the Lord. We can't go through things. There are seasons when you don't know whether you're coming or you're going. I have been in one. I have been in one. I barely even knew my name. Yes, I am Holy Ghost filled. I got it when I was 13 down on my knees. Okay. I remember the very outfit I had on. Didn't know whether I was coming or going. Barely knew my name. Hardly. I still had the Holy Ghost. God was still speaking to me through preachers, looking me dead in my face, calling me out, telling me what the Lord wanted me to hear. We just go through things. But the church doesn't want to admit that we go through things because it's like we're not supposed to because we know the Lord. I, I don't get it. But that is why what I said earlier, because we know Christ. We're not supposed to go through things. We're not supposed to be depressed or have mental health issues. If that's the case, gluttons of sin and half of us ain't supposed to be overweight. But I guarantee you the average person in the church is overweight. Me. Hello. So I'm just being real. Like, <laughs> like, it's just so much that we don't, I don't know why we don't want to talk about it. I really don't. This is an excellent question, but that's my answer. And I'm going to be quiet because y'all know like the ramble, but that's just it. We don't want to because we know the Lord and we don't feel like we should go through anything too deep or too long that the Lord should have his hand in because he's a deliverer. And then we'll bring up scriptures you know, resist the devil and he will flee. Cast your cares upon him. What does cast mean? That means throw it and don't look back. It does mean that. It does mean that. But there are some things that you are going to go through in this life that my Lord, once you get through it, you're going to be able to tell somebody like, hey, I went through this and more, but yet look at me today. That's the point of going through something to be able to tell somebody like, I've been there and you're going to get through it too. Uh, I'm done. Um. <laughs> 
from my experience with some other saints and all that stuff, um, it can be, it's, <laughs> it tends to be shot away from because you got the people that almost make it seem like demonic, like to have a mental health issue. Like, oh no, we're going to pray this out of you because you <laughs> like, what? Oh, no, I ain't that wow. No cap, I'm dead serious. Like, I know you are. That's why I'm like, like yeah, they make it seem like you, the devil, and whatever is possessing you. So, whatever. Point is, people then are scared to even say anything because it's like, well, I don't want them thinking it's some demon in me or whatever people around them and their and their assemblies think or whatever like that. Um, and what people don't even realize, you agitate whatever they're dealing with more when you come to them like that. Um, I've seen that with my own two eyes and I can get too detailed, but like someone was dealing with an issue and um, it was, the issue was actually started from another person, but whatever. And the same people who were the ones who didn't even know they were causing the issue were actually agitating it more by the things they were saying to this person or whatever like that. And they just knew they had all the Holy Ghost power to get the person out of it. Um, and I'm not saying that the Holy Ghost Those be the ones. Because, <laughs> I'm not saying the Holy Ghost has nothing to do with it, but it's just like you want to just shove certain narratives down their throat without actually hearing what they got to say. And if you did listen, you would realize like, oh, okay, this is how we deal with this. Like, but people try to just cover everything up with scripture, which yes, like you said, there is a scripture for everything. But hear what I'm saying, hear what issues I'm having with my flesh, and then let's go from there. You understand? Like, I, I think there are saints sometimes that tend to only want to deal in the spiritual. Like, we're still humans walking around this earth, so we have natural issues as well. So those things have to be addressed. Like, you can't just church it down to my throat and then, okay, whatever. Like, there's a it has to be a balance. So I, that's what I've experienced, that sometimes people almost look at it as, like, borderline demonic and then you like who wants to be you know possessing a demon like that's embarrassing so people don't want to talk about it because it's like well now i got a problem and now the church will think i'm demonic and this that and third it just can spiral out of control so that's my experience um and just <clears throat> just reading um Shade's comment um i think it goes back to what Lindsay was saying about people not wanting to do the work um, I think when it comes to the church, they want to put everything on God and expect him to do everything. But we have to do some work as well. We have to take the first step and he is willing to have the necessary uh, conversations. And then after that, continue to do the work work that needs to be done. God can and will help us, but we have to be willing to do the work. And that is very true. Anybody else? I just want to comment to that real quick. I agree to that as well, because even with going through something personally, you can't just sometimes, this is probably kind of off topic, but we expect, we want God to do things, but we don't want to meet him halfway. Um, and I don't understand that sometimes. Just like we'll say, we'll expect God to give us blessings, but we know we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Does that make sense? Um, in other things. So it's like, if you want deliverance, you have to seek it. Seek and you shall find. You're not going to find anything if you're not seeking. Okay. You're not going, and I'm not saying that to be harsh because I know mental health is a very, very deep thing and it needs to be talked about more, but I have been somewhere where I was seeking 
because I needed to seek. There is an old song that I love that we sing at my church. It's like, if you don't come to my rescue, I'm waiting down here at the river where will you come, Lord Jesus? Satan doesn't want me to come. Satan doesn't want me to come. I'm waiting exactly. down here at the river. Will you come, Lord Jesus? If you don't come to my rescue, I will be lost. Everybody knows I love to sing. I love music. But when you get older, you realize what a song means. We've sang that song since I was probably about, I don't even know, 14. I don't know. But when I was going through something, that song hit much different. You know, they were like, well, that song hit different when you're drunk. No, this song hit different for me when I barely felt like I could get up out of this bed. Okay. That song hit different because I knew that if he don't come, okay. Lord, if you don't come, I'm going to be lost. So y'all know it's getting good now. So if you don't come right now, it's, it's not going to be, it's just going to be what it is. And I have enough sense, we thank you, Father, to know that if God don't come, it ain't going to be nothing. So even when I talk to people that, you know, don't come to church as much or feel like they have lost something, I want people to always feel like, first of all, I'm not perfect. So you might see me doing stuff sometimes because I have to, but that doesn't mean that I haven't gone through anything. Doesn't mean I'm not going through nothing right now. It just means that, first of all, I want to continue with Christ because I know that can't none of y'all do nothing for me out there. And that's not to throw shade, but it's like God cannot, God is the only person that can help you. And I try to always make sure I tell people that you can have all the fun you want, you can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, God is the only person that's going to be able to take you through things that none of us can in this flesh. So I'm saying this to say, if you are going through something, you have to meet God halfway. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross that thou has died. You know, you have to meet him somewhere. He's not going to come here and be like, I got you. If you're not reaching, what can he, what, his arm is down, it's just hanging because you're not reaching for him. So I just wanted to bring that point out to what Sharda said. Sharda, I'm sorry. That's why I call you, but I know it's Day, And I was just now it just flows. But Sharda, my girl, Shar, Shar. That's what she's saying. You know, so I just wanted to say that. Like, definitely, you have to put in the work. It's just like a job. If you want a job, you're not going to get it. They're, gonna, they're not going to say, do you want to be an engineer without you going to school or putting in an application? It's not going to happen. Even in the in even in the the I guess the realm of meeting God halfway it's still in God's timing. So even though I'm praying, I'm fasting and which the Bible says some things, um, you know, you can only be delivered from or healed from or whatever like that through fasting and praying. Um, but even in that, it's still God's timing. So, okay. If he just came to your back and call every time you come, now you got to sit and wait a little while and, you know, sit in that situation so that when you actually do come out or he does deliver or he does heal, you can appreciate it a little bit more or you, you know, it'll light a fire on you a little bit different. Uh, anybody else? I got another story, y'all. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm ready. <laughs> Let me mute. <laughs> so this was like a few years ago um, and so when I was like 14, 15, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever. Um, like I said, my family, we were super for therapy, even though we're safe. And I have finally got up and testified and, you know, was telling somebody, you know, so maybe I could help somebody. And as I'm crying, as I got done and went to the bathroom to wipe my face, the saint embraces me. Okay, okay, here we go. People are showing me love. And she whispers in my ear, you're not depressed. That's the trick of the enemy. I was like, 
Yeah. And she was, and then she said that she was like, remember, God is good. And I was just like, I know God, God is good all the time. God is good, but I'm still stressed out, boo-boo. Like some things happen. God is still good, but I'm hurt. God is still good, but I'm stressed out right now. God is still good, but I need to go see a therapist. Like, I think in the church, we um as we as uh Abine said, I believe, um, we depend on God, we know God can do it. God is almighty, God is perfect. We ain't perfect, so we can't sit here and sit on our what my daddy say, do nothing school, looking stupid, you know, waiting on God. While God in God's time, God's timing may be three or four years from now. So while I'm waiting on God, I'm gonna pray and fast, but I'm gonna go talk to somebody too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and another thing is I keep saying the word lack because it's so true. The church lacks how to even assist families that's going through mental issues. That's why one of the reasons why I wanted to become a social worker in the church to deal with young people in particular because when that lady said that to me i'm not finna sit here and lie to all y'all my holy ghost almost okay i looked at her like i just stood up with a holy bonus and you know just told everybody that i'm super vulnerable and i'm in a dark place and you tell me ain't nothing wrong with you like come on now um, I think the I think it's an issue in the church because we feel like it's a slap in the face to God and it's not. God God puts social workers and therapists and psychologists on this earth for a reason. Utilize it. Like God makes no mistakes. So if anybody needs to come and talk to me, come talk to me. Like you don't, because it's some saints out here that's just so dependent on. It ain't that. It's not that. And it is that. Like, oh, I'm getting irritated thinking about it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's shadow away in the church because, you know, the church lacks training in it. You know, a lot of people don't know what to say. And again, that's why God put psychologists and social workers and things on this earth for us to utilize them. Because unfortunately, from experience, the church ain't doing its job. If I'm being completely honest, but um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I shied away from me in the church because, whew. okay, one of y'all go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lance, did you have anything? Oh no, I just agree. I agree with y'all. What what um everybody said um. Daddy. You can't expect God to send a harvest if you don't till the field, if you don't till the land. Like people will tell you that you need to pray, you need to fast, but there's work that we have to do. Even in I can just use my own own experiences. Like I'm gonna say, you know that there are seasons where where God um you know your name. Some days you couldn't even get up and people wanna tell you pray and fast, but you don't even know you be so your mind be so messed up. You like, how do I pray? Say what? How do I feel? You know what I mean? Um, it's like even after you have a baby, like people want to be like, you know, your baby's so beautiful. It's, you just have a whole baby. Like you don't understand the amount of hormones that be rate, you know, running through your body and running through your mind and different things like that. And people always want to say, you know, just pray about it. No, there's work that you have to do. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, like when you said, like God could 
you just don't know. I always say God has a, a funny sense of humor because God's sense of humor could be 10 years from now and you out here sitting here doing nothing. That's like saying, okay, I'm gonna pay my rent when I get a job. I'm gonna pay my rent when I get a job. If you don't never get a job, you're gonna be evicted. You're not gonna have nowhere to go. There's work that we have to do and we try to put it on God's blessings. It's like, I used to have a bishop who used to say, don't put your rent money on the offering table and then be trying to figure out how you're gonna pay your rent. Like that's just not wise. It's like, we there's work that we have to do and there's work that we have to put in. We can't just say that, God gonna come up and show out and we don't do nothing. It just don't work like that. Yeah, I definitely think that um, <clears throat> um, mental health in this topic is definitely something that's missing from the church. And there is a big issue with um, the church categorizing certain things as like a demon or like as if something is wrong with you. Yes, we know that we look at things naturally and spiritually. Yes, I, I don't think depression is, let me not say that. But yes, we know that the devil can use certain wounds. He can use depression. He can use certain things to um, keep us in a certain state or different things like that. But I don't believe that we're supposed to be <laughs> on authoritarian or, you know, trying to get a demon out of us because we're just depressed. It's, I don't, I don't believe that. So it, it led me into my next question. As a believer, how important is our mind or mindset um, in terms of how that affects us spiritually? First thing that came to mind when I saw that question, and I bring it up all the time in conversation or whatever, is the message that your brother preached actually, Queen. When you Congress a couple of years ago and the message was entitled, it's a mind thing. And that has always resonated with me since then. Um, it's so important. It's kind of touched on a little bit from what I said earlier about how like, you know, it can affect your physical health, um, but just your actions in general. Um, if you're not thinking straight, you're not going to make logical decisions about anything. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be thinking straight about what it is you're trying to do. But if something else is fogging up your memory, then your regular everyday actions are like off because you're not thinking straight from whatever else is cl clouding your mind. Um, so it's extremely important um, just to try to, I mean, keep a level head and stuff like that, just in a general sense. And if you find yourself in that place where I can't get out of my own mind. Like I'm stuck in this prison up here and I don't know how to get out of it. Then that's when you seek assistance. Like, listen, I need to talk something out with you or whatever channel or avenue you decide to take. But it, in terms of spiritually, if all the things of this life are clouding your mind, God may be trying to talk to you and it's a block because you're putting other things at the forefront. Um, whether it is you don't know how to deal with them or you're prioritizing them over the things of the spirit. So it's, it's very important to take control of your mind as much as you can. And again, if it's a case where you feel like you cannot, that is where a third party from wherever is, is where that comes in. Um, but I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing blocked for me. I don't want to miss nothing that God has for me any word or whatever whether it's directly from him or he sends a messenger um so yeah as believers 
I mean, it, 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 it's of the utmost importance because what are, what are we living for? Um, what is it? <laughs> I had something to say, but I wanted to make sure I touch on the question. Um, it's important um, for us to have a stable mind and a clear mind. Um, I don't mind as a devil's workshop, as I said earlier. Um, and that's not to say anything that you go through or all things that you go through mentally are the enemy, as I believe Ayana just said. Um, but there can be wounds that the devil will use or things that you have been through that he will use to his advantage. He's seeking who he may devour. So we also have to keep the scriptures in mind. Um, one thing that I often bring up as well when we're talking about different things um, it's something that a minister at my church has said very often. Um, he'll say, watch your thoughts because your thoughts become words and watch your words because they become actions. Everything starts in your mind. Um, something my father will say sometimes is <laughs> say, we plan to sin when we sin. Um, and some people, you know, I think they have their opinions, which is fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But when you think about it, a lot of times we do plan to sin. Um, things we do, we plan to do that. Um, now, some people... Some things just happen sometimes, but a lot of times we plan to do things. Now, Joe's birthday coming up. I've been asking her, which she just said the other day, I've been asking her since January. Okay, what's on the itinerary? Because I need to know. We plan to do things, you know. Um, it's It all starts in the mind. Planning starts in the mind. Everything starts mentally. It's very important that we keep a clear mind um, because we need to think clearly when your mind is, is cluttered and it's crowded and it's so, I just moved something out of my closet today because I felt like if I move that out, I will be able to move through things easier. It's the same thing with your mind. If you have something that's always taken up mental space, it's hard to even think clearly. Um, so it's very important for us to keep a mindset, especially when we're trying to live this life to please Christ. Um, when things start to take over our minds, we don't know whether we're coming, whether we're going, we're going right, we're going left. It's just a lot. And then we have to balance everything else in our lives. We have siblings, parents, whomever, church people, work, um, just so much that we have to balance. It's important that we make sure our minds are stable because everything starts in the mind. You ever hear that thing? It's like when your back hurts, your whole body hurt. It's the same thing with the mind. If your mind hurts, you're, it's, it starts from there. I even saw where you can get some type of cancer. Um, because you stress so much. And when your mental is all, it's just always cloudy and you stress a lot, you bring, Najol always, oh my God, she's like an advocate for um, self-care and just, you will be okay, sis. You know, she's like one for that, but it's so important or they will be okay when it comes to you. She's always like that, but it's good to be like that because you have to take care of you and make sure you're okay. But if your mental, I know, okay, and I struggle with headaches as well. When your mental is not there, you ain't gonna be there, really. I mean, you talking to me, I'm like, what'd you say? You know, because I'm thinking, so, I'm thinking about getting something to eat while you talking about something else. Just simple things like that, you know. If somebody's trying to talk to you about something else and your mind is somewhere else, you've missed everything that they've said. Now, just think about if you have your mind going with something that you've been struggling with, or something you need to pray about, or something you're depressed about, and you need to go talk to somebody about. As Queen said. Just think about how much of life that you could be, you're missing because you're tuned out with something else here. It's the same thing. I'm gonna jump in real quick. Um, hang on. I'll go ahead. Yeah, um, 
this is not really part of the question, but also made me think like sometimes people have to exercise more compassion um, because, you know, you could be going through something yourself and you may wonder, well, why isn't so-and-so checking on me or seeing what's up or whatever? And their mind could be clouded and they could be weighed down with things, you know, things could be going on with them and you don't even know. And you're beating them up in your head like, well, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. And they can really take care of themselves at the time, you know? So I'm not, that's not saying, I'm not saying that to say that that's always the reason, but like, you know, just take a second thought. Like, don't always look at it as what you need and me, 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 and not ever remember or consider what others may be going through or they may need in their mind. Um, and that's where it comes in, you know, in the spirit, like praying in the spirit, like maybe the Lord might reveal to you, you know what, Albany is going through something and she needs a touch and she may not be saying anything, but you know, it, it may not be visible, but this is what she needs. And this is why she's been distant. This is why she, whatever, it could be anybody. So sometimes I think we, we lack that compassion to remember that you're not the only one going through something at the time that you're going through. You have to remember that, um, be more considerate. Um, and just, just as brothers and sisters in Christ, that's how we're supposed to be anyway, uplifting one another in their times of need. Um, so that we can keep a good mind. And it brought back the the scripture in mind um, that he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. And I'm just right there. Yeah, I would definitely say the mind is important. Go ahead, Lindsay. No, I was just piggybacking off the music because I didn't hear all of it. I walked away, but just how good that that is is a lot of times we a lot of times we say that um you know the spirit but half the time people don't even be in the spirit when they be talking to you like if people really went to the lord it was like i like and i'm not trying to be funny with it like people really be here it was just really funny really (laughs) it would really have some discernment because i remember there times where i went in church and i was like ain't nobody got no discernment can't nobody feel what i'm really going through can't nobody know that, that i'm really struggling like we all you know talking about we got this relationship with the lord and we all leaving the same way we came. It can't be. That can't be right. You know, and I prayed that prayer one time. And um, I can't think of her name. Um, Pablo Grove. So, I mean, I love that lady. Like, she ain't even do nothing. He called an altar call. And she held my hand. And we was praying. She turned around. I was like, okay, sis. All right, Lord. going to be asking the Lord for stuff. But when it happened, he turned around. But I think that that's so critical. It's like. We don't want to talk about it in the church, but if we really was Daddy, honest, like, are we really operating off with the spirit? Because a lot of times people like, Jesus can do it, but if he really doing it, are you really hearing from him, or are you just really going off of your own? Is that Jesus that's talking to you? And I think that's what's important, because sometimes I believe God can work. God can heal. God can send somebody. But we want to say Jesus doing it, and we ain't really in tune with Jesus. We ain't talking to him on the main line in a minute, trying to put him on speed. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, uh, we got two more questions. So um, as believers, do we believe that some mental health issues are actually gener- are actually generational curses? Um, I believe so, yes. Um, just like we were talking about schizophrenia and um, different things, bipolar and different things like that. Um, some of that does come 
you know, even with um, promiscuity, those things trickle down, like from a father to now his sons do the same things that he does. So I, I do believe that um, it is a generational curse thing in some cases. Anybody else? Oh, wait. Queen, you didn't give an answer on this one. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just going to come in whenever. No, I'm just playing. Because um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer the other question. But um, <laughs> um, the mind is super important. I'm going to use another story which happened today with Nijole. She probably didn't even realize it. So a couple of hours ago, <laughs> I almost couldn't do, you know, the live. Almost. So I texted the Joe, like, the Joe, like, I'm super upset right now. I don't know. You know, just going off whatever. And then I was like, actually, I'm having a mental health problem right now. And the Joe, the Joe's like, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be okay. But when I tell y'all my entire attitude shifted because I probably couldn't do the show, like my brothers was like. Queen, it's okay. You can do it on your phone. You don't need your laptop. But the fact that in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to look stupid sitting in the car on the phone like this when I could be on my laptop, you know, in a good posture, feeling comfortable. Like my mind completely just started going every which way. But I just want to show how important the mind is. Like, as I stated earlier, if the man. Even spiritually, if the man is not functioning properly, you will not function properly, okay? If your spiritual mind is not functioning properly spiritually, you will not function properly, okay? So, um, I'm sorry, my dog. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's super important. Um, and yesterday, my spiritual grandfather, he actually preached and he said something. He was like, um, you know, saints do get depressed. But the difference between believers and non-believers, we don't stay in depression. You know, we always find a way out because we know where our help comes from. But, um, yeah, that was my answer to this question. And the next question about generational curses, um, yeah, I think some of it, yeah, everything is, you know, not just on. Can you go back to the question? Because I'm about to say something that don't even make sense if I don't see the question. <laughs> um yes uh everything is yeah it's generational curses like that's my answer <laughs> anybody want to comment on this one well what i don't necessarily have oh go ahead yep yeah. <laughs> yeah just briefly like i think a lot of things what you are used to or what you are around all the time, you just tend to pick up. Um, and a lot of times, if it's like a parent or something, you usually pick it up in a more exaggerated form, whatever it is. It could just be like, I don't know, your mother is a clean freak. You're more of a clean freak than her just because that's usually how things are passed down. That's just how it is because it's what your surroundings are. It's what you're seeing. You just pick it up. Um, so sometimes it could be, um, I'm not going to say hundred percent, but I think sometimes it could be, or you pick things up and then develop into something else. 
So, but that's my short answer. Of course, you can pick up positive and negative things from parents or, you know, whoever's in your household. Just like if a father is, you know, abusive to the mother, then when that son gets older, he may, he may do the same things to his sons because that's what he, you know, saw all his life. So um, I definitely think that some things, you know, can be passed down positive and negatively. Anyone else? I was just going to say... Um, yeah, you can't live on that forever. I was just going to say kind of something else, but Tasha said something about it. So I will actually just throw that in there. Um, it's important that even with the mind, even if it's a generational curse that you, you surround yourself with people that can help build you up or help keep you sane, I guess, if you will, during your time of going through, um, kind of basically when the Joel was saying, because yeah, about she was saying like people would say like you we need to pray that spirit out of you and stuff like that. It's important that you associate yourself and feed off of people who can who can who can put positivity inside of you. Like if you're feeling like like Queen just said, she texted Joel about this computer issue, <laughs> and she was like, "It's gonna be okay," you know, like stuff like that. Because if you are around people or you are you live with or you're around people or your friends or you're going through something and they're tired to be like, Oh, okay. So what you want for lunch? I mean, like if you're around people that cannot pour into you, that can be a problem if you're going through something because you need, it's just like us needing the word of God. You need people to be able to lift you up when you are down. You need people to be able to, to feed into you when you don't have anything. To, you can't give yourself anything. That's why I always say God gave us each other. But you can choose who you want to have for yourself. Um, and I think that's where we dropped the ball in the church. It's really sad. Lindsay has brought that up multiple times. And I can't agree more. Why is it that I'm the type of person that pays attention? It does not take me long to, I don't even have to know you. If you're a friend of mine on social media and you're somebody that posts all the time, it does not take me long to figure out what your, poss your possible favorite color might be or what your favorite sports team might be because I'm a person that I pay attention. If you're around me and my friends long enough or if you're around me long enough, I, and it's not about being nosy. I just I'm there, I just pay attention. I can get you a gift and probably not know you that much. But if you were friends on social media or you've been around me on multiple occasions, I would just think back, like, what have I seen him with? What have I seen her with? I feel like as humans, we just don't, I won't use the word not care enough because that's a little far, but we don't pay attention to people enough. We, we just don't. I remember one time that Joe was like, are you, <laughs> she used these exact words. I think she was like, are we okay, sis? And she was, I was, my back was towards her because she was thinking that she was the next DJ and she was running the music and the mics at Poplar Grove in the booth. And I was probably like three or four benches in front of her. And she was like, you just didn't act yourself. Mind you, I probably hadn't stopped Kiki with her. I may have, because we typically do that. But my point is that like, she noticed that something was off with me that night. And in my opinion, I was trying to act like normal, <laughs> but she noticed something. That's the stuff I'm talking about. It's like we sit in church and I'm rambling, but I'm serious. We sit in church and it's like, like Lindsay said, no, nobody that's spitting and running and God told you to tell me this. And God said, I should run a revival. And God said all of that, but you sitting on this bench with me and you can't feel that my spirit's heavy. 
I've been right in the service with Lindsay and she didn't shot a text to me like, hey, sis over there, I feel something. I mean, I just don't understand it. You know, we so, my cup is running over. You know, our cups are running over and we lay in day and night and blah, 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 blah. We all, it's like we're all of us that are Holy Ghost filled, our cups are running over and God is speaking to us and God didn't reveal that to you. It's like, wait, did he reveal that? Because to me, it, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but God doesn't have to reveal that to you. If I know you every Sunday and I know you have a bubbly spirit, but then three Sundays in a row, I hear nothing from you. Something's off. To me, that's not, that don't take God revealing that to me. That That takes me paying attention to you. So I just wanted to add that in. We just need to pay. Yeah, we're too focused on self. And I think we should pay more attention. I think Joel said that. But I want to bring that up again because I think that's very, very important. And I always go back to the love. I'm not perfect at all. But I always say if we love like Christ tells us to love, a lot of these issues that we bring up wouldn't even be an issue. Because Christ is not going to walk past somebody to act different three days and three Sundays in a row. That's normally a different way and be like, oh, OK, well, maybe. You know, so I don't know, but I just wanted to bring that in. I think it's important. So just associate yourself with the correct people and pay more attention to the people that you call yourself friends with or that you're around. That's all. It makes a difference. You don't know your text might brighten up their whole day because I've had it done to me. Like, oh, somebody was thinking about me. That's simple. Anybody else before I move to the last question? I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> No, I just wanted to place emphasis. She's so petty. I can't. <laughs> On that last, that last sentiment that Abane said, that even if you you saying God telling to you, um, you just have to stop and pay attention to people. Like I will forever say this. My elder bay, who don't know what it is, but y'all know what it is. Elder Minley, I told him one day I was like, um, pray for me. You know this man took his coat. First of all, you know it was already in the service. You know he had already been there for extra hour because he got to talk to everybody. I said, pray for me, older men. You know, you, you just tell people to pray for you. Like, you know, just continue to keep me in your prayers. And this man took his coat off, put his Bible back down, and prayed right then. And I feel like that's exactly how we have to be. Like, you know, I really believe some stuff wouldn't get as far as it did if we really, really, you know what I mean? If we really intertwine. If we want to say that Jesus can heal and do all, we really have to be about it, like, with our feet and our boots to the ground. And we really have to say, like, you know, if you see somebody going through, pray them through. You know what I mean? Because you don't know how much that that can break. You know what I mean? That root can be pulled up. Like sometimes um, roots that um, kill trees and it take the oxygen and the water from trees and stuff. If you can pull that root and you can get people, I'm not saying they're still not going to be depressed, but you'd be surprised the walls and the chains that you break in people's lives when you stop and you are an intentional about them and about praying for them. Um, and yes, I believe things can be generational curses, and I'm not just talking about drinking and stuff. There's sometimes chemical imbalances scientifically that are generationally in people's mind that, you know, like if you were predisposed to mental conditions, that's why sometimes they ask you all that stuff when you go to the doctor, you know, anybody in your side of the family has to get different because usually it's generational. Um, so it definitely is, but we have to pay more attention to people and stop being so focused on ourselves. And I said, we, because half the time I'll be ready to get home to eat myself and my family, but we really have to stop and pay attention. I think that my husband's really good about that. Like he'd be tired trying to get home, but he's very good about seeing other people, the need of other people. Although we be trying to get home, you know, if we paid attention, 
we could um break so many more chains. Daddy, it's just not about us. Daddy, so much more. Um, so much more work to do. We we cannot hear you. As believers, what are some ways that we can practice good mental health? Last question. And if you want to give any advice or anything, you can do that. I'd say the first thing is stop making it so taboo and just making an okay topic to tackle head on. That's first and foremost. Break that barrier, that wall, that chain, whatever you want to call it, and make it okay to talk about once you create that safe, I think we talked about this before, that safe space, then you can progress from there. Um, everyone has different struggles. One may weigh on one heavier than the other, all that. Um, and there are different ways to deal with things better than the other. Um, for someone, it might be just talking to a minister, elder, or whatever in the church. For some, it may be in a therapist. It, it's different avenues. Um, but making it okay to say, yes, I have an issue and I would like to resolve it. And then going from there is like the first step. And then, you know, maybe you could talk to somebody in church. Maybe your church has a social worker um, or maybe your church has people who have resources. Boom, like Natasha says, it's, it's so many things, it's so many avenues. Um, so I think it's figuring out what's what will work best for you and whatever you're dealing with, um, you know. I, oh, I first I'm going to say start with what Tasha just said last. You have to be willing to accept the fact that you do need some assistance in some type of way. I think um, a lot of us sometimes we need to know that it's okay. And I think as part of the black community, we don't know that. Hold on, how do I say this? We don't know that it's okay because that's how we were born and raised. You know, depress dumb dishes and go pray about it and go do this. We don't know that it's okay and. We have been made maybe to feel like it's not okay. It's just, it's really weird. Um, well, y'all, the people that know me, they know I'm sad. I'll be like, oh, in a minute. Like, and I will cry over a chicken. Like, I mean, that's a little far-fetched. But I'm really like into, like, sometimes I'm too much. Like, so I mean, everybody's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now that I get older, I'll be like, why am I about to cry over this little cartoon movie? Like, or, or whatever, you know? But um, now that I'm older, it seems like I'm, more like that, but in different ways, if that makes sense. But you have to be able to admit like, okay, I have this problem or I may have this problem. And not like the situation that Queen brought up earlier when you just like, girl, I got this. Uh, no, you know, you know, but admit that you have a, a situation going on or a problem going on. That's the first thing. And then figure out what works for you. I would also say, like I said, the people you associate yourself with, it can really dictate so much in your life. It dictates, if you sit around with people that just want to sit on the couch and eat chips all day, that's probably what you're going to end up doing, just as a prime example. So associate yourself with the right people that can help you go forward um, and that can help you create a different mindset. Um, and, and if they can't, they can't, they might can't take you there, but they can support you while you're trying to get there. Um, if you need to reach out to a therapist or something like that, do it, do it. Um, if you want to talk to somebody, your friends, if you want to tell your friends different things, tell your friends different things. You don't, one thing I have told people in the past, like some people are like, I don't have, I don't really open up as much. 
you don't have to tell somebody your whole life story, um, your whole life story because you meet them. Like you don't have to say, well, I was born and raised here and I'm this, and this is what I do. And I went to this school. There's nothing wrong with having people, but keeping your limits in your circle. Um, even if your circle small, that doesn't mean that you have to tell everybody in your circle, everything, you know, you don't have to tell them everything. So just finding out what works for you, your associ your association, as I see everybody's commenting, that is to me is key, especially if you're a believer in Christ Jesus. You cannot want to go far in Christ, but then hang around everybody who doesn't even barely know who Christ is. It just doesn't work. You have to be able to, you can have friends that, you know, don't really believe in Christ. Well, don't really do the things that you do, but you draw your lines, but make sure your lines are where they are and you stay in your line if you're trying to go a different direction. Just make sure that you associate yourself with the right people. If you want help, seek help. If you know somebody who's seeking the help that you want to seek, ask them. In a black community and in the church, it's like we're afraid to ask for help. You know, I said that in the business one, and I know we have a couple. Well, we're obviously going to have other episodes, but we have a finance one coming up. We're afraid to ask people if about situations. If you know, Najol has a degree in engineering. I'm about to be up here acting like I know what I'm talking about. No, I'm not. So I'm getting ready to ask her because I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, just ask. Don't be afraid. If you're afraid to say it out loud, say it to somebody who you trust. That's really all I have as far as for this. Just don't be afraid. It's okay if you're struggling with something. We all are struggling. Everybody is struggling with something. Trust and believe that. Even in the church, from the clergy all the way to the usher in the back door, Everybody is struggling with something. So just remember that. I'm going to hop in before Queen because she about to be deep and she no. is educated. She educated on all this stuff. I'm not educated. I'm just going to piggyback off of them. Um, it's prioritize yourself one. Like make yourself a priority. Like set time aside for evaluation. Um, that's important because it's like a lot of times we go, 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 go. And stuff hit the fan when we finally sit down and when we have a moment of silence and quiet and that's when we break down. Um, so prioritize who you are and get you some um, community. Community is so important. I did not really find out how important community was into this season of my life. Is get you some people who you can be vulnerable with. Like we live in a world where you always have to be strong. Everybody has to be strong because that's just our genetic makeup. You know, even as black women, black women are the angry black women or they got it themselves. It's okay. Get you some people where you can be vulnerable with. Not people where they're going to take your weaknesses and use it as ammunition, but get you some people who are going to build you up in those times of weakness and that it's okay to ask for help. I think that's probably my thing is I'm not really going to ask for help. Like I'm not like I'll struggle, leg be broke, <laughs> bullet wound in the arm and still trying to do it all. Like, you know, make sure you, you know, it's okay to ask for help. So prioritize yourself. Like you cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't be a good mother. You know, you can't be trying to be everything for your kids if you're not whole and you're not healed and different things. You got to make it a priority to, to be healed. I didn't want to, my blood pressure was super high. I didn't want to go back to the hospital because I'm like, who's going to take care of the kids, mom? I'm like, well, you dad, who's going to take care of them? So it's like, it's important to pay attention to yourself and make sure you get the help you need so you can be effective and efficient in all areas of your life um so make sure you take a priority um a check and say hey am i doing this and they get you some people who are gonna build you up not some people who are just gonna tear you down and suck you dry get you a community that's really gonna pour into you um the things that you pour out 
Go ahead, Queen. I'm ready. I wasn't gonna be deep at all. I was just gonna be like, I agree with what everything that y'all said. Um, I think somebody put in the comments, you know, to pray and things like that, and I definitely agree. And as a therapist, I just wanna say, you know, a lot of y'all are like praying and stuff, and the answer is to go to therapy. Okay, God is telling y'all go talk to somebody. Um, so I honestly feel like, um. Like everybody said, knowing <laughs> knowing what the problem is, making sure you have a good community, you know, making sure you have somebody that you trust to, you know, be open with and vulnerable with, but as well as talk to God, okay? Make sure you know the voice of God, because I'm not going to lie. Um, last year, when I went through like the roughest year of my life with losing, you know, four important people in my life within like eight months, um, I was just praying and praying um, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I lost my man a little bit. And I finally heard the voice of God and God was like, Go to go to therapy, sis. Like, let this out. You can't keep this all bottled up because it'll definitely take over you and it'll definitely mess you up. Um, so yeah, just pray about it. Find some things that you love to do. Me personally, I go shopping, you know. Done. I let me tell y'all something. Clearly, book, we can see that. I, <laughs> I book flights and the money don't even be there yet okay i'm gonna just be completely honest i'm not saying like i go into negatives but i'm saying you know i try not to dip in my savings but if i need to take a trip and go somewhere i am going to do it like make you, sure you, you gotta in be, for the finance so okay yeah go ahead. yeah i need help with that but um <laughs> make sure you do things that you love make sure you pray make sure you talk to god talk to a therapist i'm all for that um just make sure you you get yourself together make sure you like Lindsay's head prioritize and evaluate and you know as believers at the end of the day we'll we'll all be okay eventually we all have rough patches but that's all i had to say i, I ain't being deep Lindsay. <laughs> yes tasha um yeah so that was my last question that I had. Um, mental health matters. <clears throat> Thank you, Karina, for joining us today for this episode. Um, again, to everybody out there, just please like and share the stream. And uh, Najoe, you want to press out? Well, we thank you for this time, for another gathering, for having all the individuals that participated here on this live and the viewers. You know, we pray that someone was blessed by the words that were said, someone was ministered to, someone got an answer or a word or something from you that they needed to hear from this live. Lord, we pray that any viewers after will receive the same and that we will continue in this way, in this form of ministry to your for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.